everyone and welcome to episode number six of the Simple Life podcast. I'm so pleased that you were able to join me today for the podcast. My name is Lisa and today I'm going to be bringing you an episode on self-help. Self-help is something that has been featuring very prominently on my radar lately. Firstly because I have been reading a lot of self-help books but also because I'm becoming more in tune with the divisiveness that the genre uh, seems to engender in people. So that's something that I've kind of been pondering a lot lately. The other day at work, I sort of mentioned in passing to a colleague that I had been reading a lot of different self-help books and finding a lot of good information in them. And she kind of made a comment in response about a friend of hers who's husband had supposedly left her because he read a self-help book. So I'm not really sure what I think about that. Uh, Internally, I kind of said to myself, I'm pretty sure that no book can make somebody leave their spouse, but I suppose each of us will will make what we we want to of of any kind of advice. So what is my view on self-help? I think there is definitely a trend towards over-reliance on the medical profession and, I guess, professionals in general in our society, and I actually think that this can hold us back as individuals. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm the first to recommend seeing a professional when it's really needed, and I can say from experience that seeing somebody who knows what they're talking about can be of immense help. I think there's a need to recognize that it's okay to reach out and ask for help. There's nothing wrong with acknowledging that we, we can't go you know, go it alone. It's not a sign of weakness. But at the same time, I think if we rely too heavily on on these mechanisms, we end up stuck in this kind of sick role. That's a term that I learnt when I did a, a kind of basic sociology course at, at uni. The sick role talks about the expectations that are placed on an individual who is, well, sick, and the way that they need to to conform to certain norms associated with not being well, like seeing a professional and resting and taking their advice. And I guess it's this kind of one-sided process where the professional instructs the sick person and the sick person conforms to this kind of helplessness. So that reminded me of um, Martin Seligman's positive psychology term of, of learned helplessness. And how we can actually take on this idea that we cannot help ourselves. So that's where self-help, I I guess, comes in. Um, For me, it's been an incredibly empowering concept. If you have been listening to the podcast and reading my blog for a while, you'll know that this year one of my main goals is to keep engaging in um, personal growth activities and and exploring that side of, of my life a bit more. So for me, the concept of self-help can, it doesn't necessarily need to be limited to our our health, as in being sick, but it can actually extend to any aspect of our lives, like our careers or, or finances, basically any area where we feel we can grow, which I guess is every area, because as humans, we're constantly growing and evolving as time passes. So my idea personally of self-help, it means taking what's logical from the information I found and then using my critical thinking skills to decide whether that can be of use to me. I guess that's where I 
I think back to this example of someone reading a book and leaving their, their spouse. So whether that person that my colleague was mentioning actually left their spouse because a book told them to do so, I'm not sure. But I guess it exemplifies this idea of we can read something um, and it may tell us, some, it may recommend one thing, but whether we do that or not it is up to us. So I don't think any book or website or or TED Talk can decide for us what brings meaning and value and happiness to our lives. I think when we approach any kind of advice given to us, or any advice that we've sought out, uh, we need to employ this concept of workability. Um, this is a term that I came across in um, The Happiness Trap by Dr. Russ Harris. This is a book that I recently reviewed on the blog, which I thoroughly enjoyed. And Russ Harris talks about this concept of workability in chapter 19. He says, The workability of any given behaviour means how well it works in the long run towards creating a rich and meaningful life. And he actually uh, gets at this idea of being selective with how you approach self-help. He says at the end of chapter 19, Workability is always the deciding factor. So if there's anything in this book, or any other self-help book that works towards creating the life you want, then please make use of it. But don't believe anything in this or any other book simply because you read it. Your own experience trumps someone else's advice. I think Ross Harris really puts it well in that particular uh, passage, and it sums up what the way that I see self-help. So, what's my conclusion? I think for me, my truth in this area is that seeking help from outside is only useful when I'm also seeking help from inside, when I'm listening to what feels right and what feels true for me. I think a balance between those two factors is what true um, and healthy self-help is all about. So I'd love to know what you think of this topic. You can either comment on the blog post associated with this podcast, or if you're on the Anchor app, you can make a call in to my channel. I would absolutely love to hear from you and to know what you think of self-help and what you think of the concept of workability. Is workability something that you consider every time you come across advice? Well, thanks so much for listening and I look forward to speaking to you in the next episode of the Simple Life Podcast.